You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 76 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden, and I am really excited for you to hear this episode because Justin Wynn has stopped by. He is the CEO and founder of Get Your Grind Up. He is the host of Get Your Grind Up podcast. He's also the host of Declassified College podcast. This guy is a hustler. And he's somebody that makes me feel really, really good about the future of sales and the future of business because Justin has such a passion for business and really has gotten started at a young age. And so he is part of this next generation of young people who are going to build the business landscape. And I feel fantastic about that. And you'll understand why I feel that way after you listen to this episode. Me and Justin talk about how he started his podcast in college, how he built it into a business, how he built a LinkedIn consulting business on the side to support his... It's just... But I'm not going to go any deeper <laughs> into what we talk about because you got to listen to the episode. If you're stopping by for the snack break sales tip because you got to run because you're getting after it, I totally get it. So here it is, Justin's snack break sales tip. Check it out. I think the best sales tip that I have for people out there is if, if you're not spending any time on LinkedIn, just block off 30 minutes a day on the platform and just start seeing what the possibilities are on that platform. It's starting to grow like crazy. And I'm not saying you necessarily have to produce content on there, but just start like looking at it, engaging with it and seeing what's going on on the platform. So when it does pop off and you find your little niche that you can play in, it'll be a great place for you to really finally uh, put out some content. There it is. Fantastic advice from Justin super actionable, super tactical. You can go use that now and then you can come back and listen to episode 76 of the Lunch Break Podcast with Justin Wynn because it's a fire episode. Enjoy, guys. All right, folks, here we are. Episode 76 of the Lunch Break Podcast and I am fired up once again for my guest i i I don't think i'd do these podcasts if i wasn't fired up for my guest to be honest with you but (laughs) today very excited about today's guest justin Wynn. he is somebody that i've been following on linkedin for a while Uh, he you always hear people talk about you should document your journey document your journey that's a great way to create content well well, justin somebody who's who's done that and and uh, i literally feel like I know way more about you than I should, uh, given that this is the first time that we've talked just because of that. So Justin, so happy to have you on the show, man. Thanks for taking some time. No, I appreciate that. Uh, LinkedIn has been crazy, but I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting all about that here. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's, it's definitely a game changer and we'll get into that. But let's kick this thing off uh, the same way that I start all of these podcasts off. Uh, Justin, how did you get started in sales? Yeah. So I never wanted to be in sales, um, which I'm sure most people probably say, and I don't necessarily have a traditional sales job, right? I'm not a sales rep anywhere. I don't sell that type of thing, but what I do 
or what I am is I'm the CEO of Get Your Grind It Up and I also have a LinkedIn consulting uh, company. And what that means is I have to sell that product to make a living. So I was following Gary Vee, which I'm sure that's probably where you got the whole <laughs> documenting uh, yep. your journey thing from, right? And what he, always, he never really tells you is that if you start a business, you have to sell your business to make it profitable. So that's how I got into, started into sales because I started my own business and I was like, wait, where are my customers? How do I even get customers? And that's when I started to learn the power uh, of sales. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. And, and, and I think the sooner that you can realize that sales is a lever to, to grow business and, and all of those wonderful things and that you don't necessarily have to have a title or a job role that says you are an inside salesperson or an outside salesperson. It's just what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting to me. I've met CEOs that obviously had no clue that they were going to have to do that. They built a really cool product and they're really smart and they're got all these fantastic innovative ideas, but they have zero clue about how to do those things. You just mentioned, find your customers, build awareness, win new business, all of those things that are absolutely vital to a company. And, and it's interesting. I, I think we're living in a, in, a, in a time where because of the VC culture and the funding and, you know, you can, you can get by without even really realizing that, you know, if you build a cool product and some, some people invest early on, you're not even really having to worry about selling. And then eventually mm -hmm. that comes, right? So I love that that's the lens that you're kind of looking at sales through is, is, you know, this is the way that I'm going to grow these passion projects and these businesses of mine. So let's talk about your journey a bit. So Talk to us about how you got started with uh, starting businesses and, and why that's even something that you're doing right now um, based on your background. Yeah. So originally I was just your stereotypical Asian kid, right? Um, I always like to talk about this. Just really smart in school, going down the path to become a doctor. My freshman year I was an athletic training major. And that's what my parents really pushed me to do. And then I started following Gary Vee and my roommate was a business major and he would finish with his homework in the half the time that I was doing my stuff. And I was like, what the heck am I doing? Wasting all this time in labs, et cetera. So that's what got me started in the in the business world, and I started to just document uh, my life and like my my social no my tips about getting good grades and getting internships on social media, mm. and that's where Get Your Grind Up got started. It, it was really a joke, as just like banter between me and my friends of like proving them that I'm not just like naturally gifted at, at school, so to say that I'm putting in the time and the effort, and that's where the grind portion of Get Your Grind Up comes from. That's and cool. then it started to gain momentum. And my girlfriend, Michelle, and my best friend from back home, Gary, were like, let's turn this into something legit. So that's where the podcast started. And then we've been slowly figuring, trying to figure out what's the best way to monetize students um, through this whole time. Now, in terms of LinkedIn, I started to document my journey on that platform. And that's where we got in contact with, and that gained crazy momentum. And now I'm getting like 200,000 views every single month, which is absolutely insane and it that's where when companies started to reach out and individuals started to reach out like hey can you help me with my profile etc so that's when i really needed to learn sales because that's where my income really comes from right now as we're growing get your grind up yep but it's been uh it's been an interesting journey of how i actually got to where i am right now yeah and it's and, it, and it's cool because it it's these things that that you've ended up doing 
are literally the opposite of what you were started out doing. And, and I don't even mean career industry. I mean, just your mindset around it. Mm -hmm. You know, before you were doing something that you had to do, you were just kind of following the steps that were laid out in front of you, which so many of us fall in. That's the easier. Nobody knows what they want to do. Nobody knows what, (laughs) what the hell's going on when you graduate high school. So yeah, the safe thing I'm going to listen to the people that have been raising me my whole life and, uh, you know, try, try and walk this path. And, and what's interesting is, is, you know, now all of these things that you're involved with are just completely organic. It's not even like you decided and said, I'm going to start a business. It was just like, Oh, Hey, this is kind of cool. I'm just going to naturally start doing these things. And then, and then you see the response to it. And then you get on a place like LinkedIn, which is just, crazy right now if you're a a quality content creator with the reach that you can get Mm -hmm. and and then that and then a business is kind of just born out of that out of demand that's the best type of business to start the one that you didn't know you needed to start (laughs) exactly it's that's sort of been like my motto like get your grind up it's been great to sort of create ideas for and see what works what doesn't work and that's been sort of like my my test baby so to say Mm -hmm. but with linkedin that's where i feel most people should take the business approach of like yes you probably need to go out there and design something but don't design something until you probably know that people want it right i've done that plenty of times with get your grind up of putting in time and effort into something i think is going to be amazing but then putting it into the market like yeah they didn't actually want that (laughs) so that could have been completely avoided if you just asked a couple questions up front or waited for people to come to you and that's what I did with the LinkedIn side. And it's been great ever since. Yeah. What, what a valuable lesson to learn so early on that, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that you know, it, it, it's, um, it's truly not about you. It, you could think that you have something cool and you're really into it. And, and, and that's fine if, it, if, if it's going to end up serving the purpose of being yours and cool for you. Right. But if, if it's something that you want to monetize and turn into a business, then who gives a shit about what you care about? Right. It's the people that are <laughs> going to end up giving you money for it. Um, and, and so many people, salespeople, business owners, it's tough for them to wrap their mind around that. So figuring that out, right. Figuring out that, that I can't just go in and, and, and build something that, that I think is cool. I've got to respond to the market. I've got to understand who my customers are, where they are, all those things. How, how has that helped you when you're actually selling? So when it gets down to it and you're in a sales conversation and you're taking somebody through your process, um, how has just knowing that and having that mindset helped you help your customers, right? Because I think a lot of salespeople think it's all about me. I've got to tell them everything about me and all the things that I can do. You've realized it's not really about that. So how has that affected, you know, your actual sales conversations kind of on a micro level? Yeah. I mean, I would say first thing first, I think the most important thing about about sales is probably your prospecting, right? If you can get your prospecting right, then that's probably half your battle gone right there. If you can, if you know exactly what your customer looks like, what sort of 
like where they are in the sales process of like if for for instance for me with LinkedIn, like if I can look them up on LinkedIn and see that they don't have a good page, then I can physically go to them and say, Hey, I saw I, I did some research on you, saw that you don't have X, Y, and Z. Would love to sit down and have a conversation to chat about X, Y, and Z, right? And that's how a lot of my conversations either start if I'm doing cold outreach, it's that way of me doing research on particular successful people in my space and then seeing if they have a LinkedIn profile set up. If not, then that's when I definitely reach out. And then the other way is I build up so much brand credibility in their mind that they actually reach out to me and they're like, dude, I see you on my page all the time. Like, how are you doing this? How can I do this for myself? Mm. And I think that's probably the most important thing, at least from my point, um, my point of view of sales, is how can you get up that brand recognition in someone's, in someone's eyes? And the best analogy that I always tell people is, we ever have like that friend that buys that really weird car that you've never seen or heard of before, and then all of a sudden they buy it and then you see it everywhere? Yes. Like you wanna become that car um, for people. And that's exactly what I'm, I'm trying to do on LinkedIn. No, I think that's fantastic. And, and that's such a true thing. You, you buy a car and then you start seeing it everywhere, right? And yeah. uh, it, it, it's funny because, so, so I think automatically when salespeople hear about brand and building awareness, that's marketing shit, mm-hmm. you know? 100%. I need to hit my quota, I need to, you know, I mean, like it needs to happen now. I can't build a brand for six months and hope that somebody ends up reaching out to me, right? Of course. What's your experience been like for real with that, right? Because I think a lot of people hear it's a long game, know it's a long game, but they don't try it because they, they're looking for that immediate result but it's obviously working for you and, and, and it can't be too much of a long game because you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're gaining more clients. So what, what's that actually like to actually be um, building a brand that that's bringing people to you? Talk, talk to us about that in detail. Cause I think we hear about it a lot, but never really dig into it. hundred percent. I think the biggest, the first, the biggest misconception with building a brand is that it takes a crap ton of time. You have to produce all this crazy content, right? People look at Gary Vee, the, the Grant Cardone's, et cetera, of the world. And they're producing like 50 pieces of content every single day, but they don't realize that they have like Gary. I know personally that he has like a team of like 30 or 40 people that help him produce that content. And as one person, there's no way that you could ever compete with Gary. And that's what I was doing at my beginning. I was like, dude, how is Gary producing all this content? I need to produce 50 pieces of content too. But that's not necessarily what you need to do. Like if you take, for instance, most people will spend probably an hour to two hours a day on like a Netflix or Instagram or YouTube, whatever it is. If you take that time and if you're in B2B sales, especially, and you spend an hour of that on LinkedIn, just one hour a day or even 30 minutes a day, and you start to do that over time, that's what, that's what really helps. And you might say, oh, but that takes six months or that takes 12 months. Yes, but that's only an hour of your day. It doesn't take you five hours of your day and everyone has that extra time to spare. And if you take that extra time to spare, it starts to compound over time. And that's what I always have as a sort of clapback for, for lack of better words to people who say, oh, it takes so much time to build a brand. I'm like, yeah, if you're trying to build a massive one, like a Gary Vee or something, you're going to have to spend 10 hours a day doing that. But if you're just trying to slowly grow something on the side as, as you're still doing your cold outreach and such, then brand building a brand posting one day, one, like three to five times a, a week on LinkedIn, that only takes you three hours a week. You, you have time to do that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you probably are spending more of that, you know, on sales activities that aren't going to end up garnering you uh, the same type of ROI, right? I mean, if, if, and you brought up a incredibly important point, I think when people, especially salespeople first come to the realization that they need to build a personal brand and, and that's going to be advantageous for them and it's going to eventually win them business. They think it's a, an instead of cold prospecting thing, exactly. but, it, but exactly. it's not right. I mean, you've got to keep reaching out. You've got to keep looking at people's profiles, identifying, I can help you. You need help. <laughs> you know, let's mm-hmm. talk um, while doing that other thing. And, and it's an interesting uh, perspective that you have, right? Because um, you're, I mean, you're, you're doing both and you're seeing success from both now, you know, and, yeah. and um, talk to us about that, that six month to 12 month part where nobody cares. You get two views on a video that you spent two hours <laughs> working on, you know, how did you get through that period? Right. Cause it happens to everybody. You were an unknown at the beginning. Everybody starts with zero. Right. So how yeah. did you, what was the key for you to kind of keep going? Because a lot of people will give up after 90 days. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, 100%. Um, I would say the best thing that I did was I surrounded myself with people that, let's say I'm at step zero, right? And I'm getting 100 views per post. I would try to find the people that were getting like two to 300 to 500 views, right? And I started to talk to them and see and learn from them. What were they doing different? How could I get to that, to that point? right? Instead of trying to reach for that million views or that right now that 200,000 views a month type of thing, I was like, how can I get a thousand views a month? And then once I got to a thousand, then I started talking to people that were at 5,000 mm-hmm. and slowly bridge that step. And the reason that I do that is I think a lot of people, they like to have that big juicy goal, which is definitely important to have, right? Um, for the new years, it's always like, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym every single year. And people try to do that off of the first week. But what ends up happening is you get burnt out, right? If you're starting from zero and you try to go to the gym five days a week, you're going to die on Saturday and you're like, I'm not freaking doing that ever again. But if you start off the year and you go one day a week, right? And then after three months, you go two days a week. And then after six months, you go three days a week and you slowly, gradually work yourself up. It might not be the greatest and the most splendid thing that you ever hear. But the thing is, you'd rather be at step five, six months from now, rather than step zero, 12 months from now. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And it's a hard concept because, and, and what's interesting, and uh, I think you alluded to this earlier, but most of the content creators I know that are doing it now consistently have had several false starts where they 100%. started something they thought they were going to have this Twitter account or this Instagram account or this business and they got it going and then they it just tapered out and and was lost in the wind with a million other almost businesses and ideas right and I know that's how I was you know I I dabbled in videos on Instagram when I was at one job and documenting what I was doing and, but it didn't really stick. And, you know, it took me a while, even once I got comfortable with the idea of creating content, which is for a lot of people, that first barrier of just like, like 
talking to a camera and acting like I'm somebody <laughs> who knows what they're talking about, you know, so that's kind of an obstacle that everybody talks about, but, but it's interesting. I think there's another layer past that. Like even once you're comfortable and once you can do it and have maybe figured out what your style is and what you're, you know, going to talk about, it's still hard to remain consistent and, and you may have a few false starts, right? Um, when I, uh, think about kind of your journey at, at what point, because you're building brand, you're reaching out to people, uh, you're doing cold outreach. Was there a, was there a time where you realized, Oh, like I'm really a salesperson, you know? And, <laughs> and, and was there a moment that you had that revelation or was it just kind of a gradual realization of like, okay, well, I need to sell in order to keep the business going and things like that. Because I, I know you was, mentioned that you didn't ever think you would be or had any interest in being in sales, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it was a gradual change over time. Um, I think, I guess the biggest realization was probably like three or four months ago when I really like was like, okay, I need to actually start making some money from all this Yeah. because I started to look back. Um, something I forgot to mention is I had a job offer to do consulting with like one of the big four firms coming out of college. Mm -hmm. And I turned that down to go full time and to get your grind up and, and the LinkedIn stuff. And I got to, I had some money saved up from like my internship money and everything like that. And it was probably around October-ish, November of 2019. And I was like, man, I'm actually looking at how much money I've lost, so to say, by not taking that job. It's like, I need to actually prove to myself that I can do this. And I think that's probably been the biggest switch in terms of like really turning that sales mindset on of like, business isn't necessarily just always going to come to me. I need to go out there and find some too. And that's when the, the light really switched of like, even if you're a CEO, like you have to sell no matter what. Without sales, a business doesn't run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's I love that, man. And I think, every, I don't know, this may or may not go over well, but I feel like most successful salespeople I know have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder about something. They're trying to prove to themselves or whoever, you know, like I'm doing this because nobody wants to be in sales. Nobody in my family, <laughs> you know, nobody in my family was in sales. I don't even think anybody in my like larger extended family is in sales. You know, um, I grew up thinking that it was like, eh, you know, you don't want to do that. That's, that's something that you do when you don't have any options left kind of thing. Um, and so when you make that decision to go into it and, and go down a path that's your own, there's, and, and, and most of us in this profession have had some sort of journey like that. It's like, wow, okay, yeah, I got to make this thing work. And, and, and mm -hmm. I've got to do it to prove it to myself and kind of validate some of these, um, you know, feelings and, and the vision that I have. Right. So for you, what's your vision for kind of the next level of, of get your grind up and, and your LinkedIn consulting, you, you know, you've, you've obviously seen growth and, and now mm -hmm. you've kind of turned this mindset on of like, gotta commerce, <laughs> you know, yep. Yep. um, so what's, what's that next level for you, man? Yeah. So with the LinkedIn stuff right now, it's really popping off um, because of everything that's happening with the coronavirus. Everyone's really focused on like online personal branding and such. I can so imagine. I've, 
Yeah. So I've gotten like a got a, a good amount of like leads from that, which has been great. But my end goal really isn't to grow like some large LinkedIn consulting company because it's not necessarily scalable, right? What I want to do, what I wanted, what I'm basically doing with the LinkedIn consulting is being able to survive off of it as well as um, taking some of that income and putting it into Get Your Grind Up because the whole basis behind Get Your Grind Up is to provide the cheat codes to college. So that really pulls on a string in my heart of like, being that student who was pretty much following every single rule in the playbook and I still couldn't figure out that next step and how to get that that career into ultimately getting five internships by the end of my my senior year and I realized that a lot of students don't have the, those cheat codes schools aren't teaching them that that cheat code so I want to become that brand that voice that is really able to showcase those tips and tricks to all the students that need it out there. So we're looking at different ways in terms of like a business model for that right now. But that's ultimately the end goal is to, is to help all the college students around the U.S. figure out like what it really takes to succeed in college. I love that. I love that. And and it's it's an interesting take because I think a lot of people would assume maybe that's the case in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're kind of, everybody's got to be there. But when you get to college, it's almost like people assume, well, you're smart. You've gotten into a good college. You'll figure it out. You know? And, and it'll always, you know, you'll just do what you're going to do and it'll work out. But it's never that simple, right? And I love that, that, you know, you said it earlier in the show, man. I mean, it's not like you were some magical genius, right? That was just able to get good grades and, and find these internships and create these opportunities for yourself. No, you put in the work, you figured out what the plays were and you ran the plays, right? So I love that, yep. man. Um, conscious of the time here, I need to ask you for just a quick sales tip that CEOs, founders, salespeople, anybody out there selling anything can use when they get done listening to the episode. I think the best sales tip that I have for people out there is if, if you're not spending any time on LinkedIn, just block off 30 minutes a day on the platform and just start seeing what the possibilities are on that platform. It's starting to grow like crazy. And I'm not saying you necessarily have to produce content on there, but just start like looking at it engaging with it and seeing what's going on on the platform. So when it does pop off and you find your little niche that you can play in, it'll be a great place for you to really finally uh, put out some content. It's fantastic, man. Yeah. And something you could literally go do right now. It doesn't, you don't have to sit and create a video or think of a post, go comment thoughtfully on somebody's post, be a part of the water cooler conversations. I think that's a great, great piece of advice, Justin. So Last question. I ask everybody that comes on the Lunch Break podcast, Justin, what's your favorite place to eat lunch when you're not getting your grind up? <laughs> it's got to be any sushi place, man. Um, nice. Sushi places always have great happy hours during lunchtime. So it's always a great lunch place and you can't go wrong with sushi. So sushi. I love it. I love it, man. So for anybody that, that uh, wants to connect with you after hearing all of this fantastic insight you've shared with us, man, how can they do that? Yeah, check me out on LinkedIn. Just look up Justin Wynn. My last name is N-G-U-Y-E-N. And you'll see an Asian dude with a clean headshot with a white background right now. Just click on him, connect with him, and just send me a personalized invite saying that this podcast sent you there. And we can, we, I'd love to chat with you. Fantastic. Yeah, he's looking real smooth out there, folks. It's, <laughs> it's uh, hard to miss him. Justin, thank you so much for stopping by, man. No, thank you. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap up episode 76 of the Lunch Break Podcast. Speak to you guys soon.